How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. Just cut to the fucking chase. Before the internet cuts us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to Strange People. Long time no see you, weird world. <laughs> uh, my name is Gregory Tanner. With me, as always, is the amazing, the astonishing, oh. the... Awesome. Anya Daniela. Yeah, I'll take it, I'll take it. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I guess first of all, apologies uh, for the last couple weeks. Um, you know, obviously no episodes came out, and I am back to work, Anya's back to work, and things have just been a little hectic, and now, well, I guess that that's for me. Anya's off vacationing in Florida, um, not really caring about much. Wrong. She's a dolphin dolphin touring. Um, She's tuna fishing. She's scuba diving. She's riding around on jet skis. She's doing the Miami Vice thing in a white suit with fucking reflector sunglasses and a speedboat. She's really out there doing Florida. Um, She sold a kilo of cocaine. I wasn't supposed to say that, but you know. I think you were hanging out with Pitbull, was it? Uh, yeah, actually, it was Pitbull. It was pretty crazy. Did you, you Pitbull's everywhere in Florida. Everywhere. You're hard-pressed not to at least see him. Like, he's performing constantly. Every time, I've been, every time I've been in Florida, I've seen a Pitbull beer billboard. <laughs> but since I am in Florida, um, we are working with minimal equipment right now because I am on Z Road. So we'll see how well... The audio is so if we you know cut in and out we're i apologize guys i'm not working with my normal settings also if you hear kids scream dogs bark or lawnmowers going i am in florida so <laughs> <laughs> for uh, an alligator snap you never know what you might you, hear you never knows you never knows never knows i saw a dolphin i saw a manatee i saw a gator it's a real florida experience <laughs> It's right with the construction uh, in the upstairs area in my house where I am. There's no doors on any room right now, so any animal noises. I'm sorry, I've already been invaded by the cat. I heard the cat. Yeah, yeah, he's in my lap now. I'm trying to subdue him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also because you know life's been crazy. Yeah, I think as all of uh, most of our listeners know, the world has been up in fucking arms in the last couple weeks. Uh, but I kind of I kind of slacked a little bit, and I pulled a Gregory this week, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to be reading straight from a website. But what's really cool is I found this story, and I was like mentioning it to my dad, and he was like, "Oh, you know, my grandfather is actually tied to this story." Oh wow. Yeah, fucking crazy and weird coincidence. (laughs) So, this week, 
we're going to be talking about the puzzling tale of Alfred Packer, the Colorado cannibal. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm a little bummed that I wasn't able to, like, write my own story for this just because I was a fucking loser and I slacked off a little bit. But I'm going to thank Chris Littlechild for writing this really dope little story about Mr. Uh, Mr. Packer. And let's just jump into it. Hey, you're not even doing it from Colorado. Shame. No. I, and that's why I was like, damn, this would be a good story. And I'm not in Colorado. And I didn't write it myself. And I was like, ah, oh, it was like a double whammer. Shame, shame. Um, shame. <laughs> Real quick before we jump into it, uh, because you mentioned it and, you know, usually I try and stay away from things on this show because we're supposed to be a happy place. Even when we're strange people, we're gore fest. Um, but as you mentioned, the world is fucking crazy right now. And, um, you know, whatever you're doing, stay safe. It it is a time of revolution. It is a time for change and it's a beautiful thing, but stay safe in what you're doing. Uh, remember, you know, to be on the side of good and to fight for good. Um, there's, there's lots of ways to give back you know, without your your body in a harmful situation, just, you know, do your research online. There's multiple places to give to, multiple ways to reach out. And, um, you know, while terrible things have happened, just, you know, remember all cops aren't bad. They're, you know, just some. And, and things do need to be done, but don't, don't spread hate. Just spread good. And... Um, the system that we all live in. The system is what needs to be. The system needs attention, and yeah. the revolution is not a one-lane highway. Yeah, um, and you know, again, my best friend growing up, uh, David, on the Revisited podcast. Uh, I'm sorry, he goes by Davy now. Uh, his cop, his father was a police officer, and you know, a great man. He never killed anybody or hurt anybody. You know, he he stopped an armed robbery while he was in his plain clothes one day uh, without hurting anybody. Uh, You know, so there's good people out there with families. But so remember, whatever you're doing, do it good and uh, do it with with other people's health, safety and care in mind. And that's what I have to say about that. I um, I have a little bit more of a personal thing in the last couple of weeks, so. I'm going to keep my comments very short on this. Uh, if you guys want to see my views, of course, if you're following me on social media, I've been very vocal about all of that. Um, but yeah, it's the best thing that I could say, like Greg, you know, spread love. I mean, there's a lot of hate out there right now and there's a lot of change. We're in the midst of a revolution. Just make sure you're on the right side and you're going for basic, uh, yeah, basic human rights. But <clears throat> I am. Um, I'm actually not allowed to not allowed to talk politics this week, so I got to keep my comments very very small right now. But let's jump into the story, guys. All right, story time. Well, yeah, let's talk about cannibals. All right, yeah, let's talk about cannibals in the height of everything else. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> thank you, Mister Chris, for this story. So. We are talking about Alfred Packer, 
Um, and like I said at the beginning of the episode, I was trying to figure out what I was going to write this episode on because my normal book of topics is back home in Colorado, which I am not there. So I'm stumbling around and I found this story about Alfred Packer, who is the legendary Colorado cannibal. And as I was, I literally just said Alfred Packer and my dad popped his head around the corner and he was like, hey, grandpa, actually his band was named the Al Packers. And I was like, what? So my grandfather was in a band back in the 50s, 60s, and he named it after after Alfred Packer. And he was actually invited out to Alfred Packer's home city to play at a small little uh, music festival that my dad went to with him. That's crazy. Yeah, and I was like, I have to do this story now. That's <laughs> I'll, uh, when I upload the story on Instagram with you know the little with the little pictures, I'll include a picture of my grandpa and his band playing in uh, playing in the city. Oh yeah, <laughs> what kind of band were they? Uh, it was kind of like a bluegrass band. Nice. Yeah, like a bluegrass rock and rolls, uh, and they lived in Michigan, so they were from Lansing, Michigan, and they drove over two thousand miles out to this little tiny town in Colorado to perform at their like city festival. Worth it. Yeah, and I, yeah, my dad was telling me the story, and I was like, "What? That's so crazy!" Well, that's that's good. That's a good way to be related to this story. I'm glad you're not like related to a cannibal or something. <laughs> and you're probably like, "What? You said your grandpa was like related to this?" Yeah, now? yeah. <laughs> no, okay. That's good. That's that's good. I, you made me a little nervous there. <laughs> no. All right, are we ready? I think we are ready. Clear my throat. Let <coughs> the birds sing. Okay. And again, apologies for the audio. I I do believe you're not working with your microphone right now, right? I'm not working with my mic, and I'm not working with my normal Wi-Fi. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing my best to uh, work with the the volumes of things over here because I I know I'm a lot louder than you right now. So I, I'm trying to even things out. It might change while we're listening to stuff. But anyways, I, I'm doing the best for you, audience. You know, I just realized, too, how funny that the one week that it's my episode, I don't have my mic, and I'm doing the most talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just realized that. Giddy up. Alrighty, so they say that fact is stranger than fiction, and when this actually proves to be the case, the story never disappoints. Cannibalism is arguably one of the most intriguing topics when it comes to facts outweighing fiction. From rituals throughout history to true horror stories, cannibalism has remained a taboo topic. But aside from the gruesome nature of this act, only two Americans have ever been considered to have legitimately been jailed for cannibalism. Those two individuals are Albert Fish and Mr. Alfred Packer. So who was Alfred Packer? Well, Mr. Alfred Packer was born in January of 1842 in Algonany County, Pennsylvania, and Alfred Packer lived an unspectacular life until the 1860s, during which he joined and fought for the Union in the Civil War. Honorably discharged on two separate occasions after seizures caused by his epilepsy, he struggled to make a living at a variety of jobs before turning to the gold rush for an attempt to make quick fortune in Colorado. But this was no easy street. A tragedy during his short-lived career as a prospector would go on to dub him as one of the most controversial characters in Colorado history. <clears throat> I feel like I would have been one of the people who went out for gold. Yeah, I always like I always think about it. I'm like, I definitely would have. Yeah, would have been a rush. Yeah, absolutely. 
it's always crazy too to like think back about that time and like think of Colorado's history because Colorado is just literally a little mining state. Yeah, I, I definitely would have stopped in Denver. Like, I, I don't think I would have braved the Rockies to keep oh, going no. further west. I definitely wouldn't. You know, I'd be here. Yeah, yeah and I think I uh, I've actually talked to a lot of people with like how different states have different kind of uh, psychological effects, like amongst major populations. Is that makes sense? But those who went to California, it's like you had to endure so much more. And that's why like California is always considered like the dreamland. Yeah. And when you like take it back in time, it was like those who were able to make it across the Rocky mountains and made it out to California. Like you, it was like a cutthroat journey. So of course you had to be cutthroat out there. Well, shit. I mean, if you've never driven through the Rockies, it really puts it in perspective. Like think about going through there without roads and with like a wagon or whatever. And then when you do finally make it through, you're in a desert just forever for forever and that's why like i don't know it always makes me laugh because colorado people are so chilled out and they probably looked up at those mountains they're like nah we're um, gonna stay here yeah i'm cool <laughs> we, we don't have to do that we're gonna just chill here guys have a good trip yeah. hey this is nice this, this place is nice right yeah this is good and then the ones who like made it through the mountains and they saw that desert they're probably were so discouraged if they just sat down there and that's get some weirdos in the desert and one <laughs> like we're fucking crazy <laughs> <laughs> oh man history history <laughs> so it was 1873 and it was a hard winter <laughs> when Alfred and five companions Israel Swan Shannon Bell George Noon Frank Miller and James Humphrey set out to San Juan Mountains in search of California gold. As conditions became worse and the length of their journey stretched on, the men slowly began to starve after running out of supplies. Oh, yeah. Having eaten everything down to the leather of their shoes, there was only one desperate source of sustenance left. Can you guess what that was? Dirt. Dirt and flesh. <laughs> dirt and flesh, shit. You sprinkle some dirt on the flesh. You know, you rub a little twig in it, get a little uh, fire going, smoke meat. <laughs> God, you know, you can't speak for yourself or anybody in that situation. You can't, you know, like I so you can't even speak for yourself until you're in it and you know. You know, yeah. I, but all I can say is, God, I hope I wouldn't need anybody. You know, I always say that, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't even eat meat. Like I don't even eat ma- animals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I hope. I don't know. That was yeah, weird. It, it, like starvation does a lot of weird things to your brain. Yeah. So it's like you can only imagine, especially like I'm assuming if you're being starved at that. If you're hitting starvation, you don't even have enough water because you can make it without food for 28 days if you have enough water supply. Yeah. So they all, not only were they probably starving, but they probably didn't have any more fresh water. So their bodies were just like, I mean, you have to imagine the guy didn't start the trip like, yeah, I'm going to eat these people. No, yeah. And he was like honorably discharged. He was, it seemed like he was a pretty decent man. He fought for the union side. He He's just, he's just riding the whole time looking at Steve's calves. Mm. <laughs> He's mm. looking over at Shannon. He's like, man, Shannon, you got a juicy, plump booty. Right. It's going to take you good with some dirt. <laughs> Why are you rubbing butter on me? 
That's not butter. That's dirt. No, Shannon, it's butter. Mm, but, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, God. Well, you know, and it's funny because your brain can do that. I, there's a story of a man stranded out at sea, like in a raft, and he was surviving and catching fish and eating the meat. But he said eventually, because, you know, you're not getting all the right nutrients and vitamins you need. And he said eventually like the fleshy parts of the fish that he was eating stopped looking good and he started craving the eyes and like the the guts and stuff and he said his mind would be like no no this is this is delicious this is like a cookie this is like you know whatever um but his body knew like he needed the nutrients from those parts so it just it actually changed the way he thought about them I um actually I watched this this TED talk and it was a psychologist guy who is also a dietitian, <clears throat> and he talked about how he was. I think he he was more still like involved in Eastern medicine, so of course it was more like based off of that kind of diet of just like whole foods and not processed crap. Yeah. But he did this study where he had a bunch of people come in for a week, and on the table. He had, uh, like, a bunch of foods laid out. I can't remember exactly how it went, but pretty much what had happened was he told the participants, like, he had, like, this huge buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but they were only allowed to grab certain items throughout the, like, throughout the week. And at the end of the week, their body started naturally going towards, like, the nuts um, and, like, the fresh fruit because I forgot what it Oh, he told me, oh, so he had, like, chickens. But he was, like, in order to have the chicken, you have to kill that chicken. And then you have to, like, do all... It was a weird kind of, like, psychologist te- type okay. psychological test. But at the end, it showed that the human body, you're only going to go for what you actually need and the sustenance that you need to survive. Like, you don't need all of this other junk food that we have. You literally just want, like, those lagoons and, um, like, those berries. It was very interesting. If I can find the link again, I'll totally share it because after watching it, it totally kind of reshaped my perception a little bit more. And I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, crazy. That whole study, but very cool. <laughs> okay. So the Colorado killer, question mark. <clears throat> and what he calls an act of self-defense. Packer killed one of his companions, Shannon Bell. She's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Packer claims that the group of men became so hungry out in the brutal storm that Bell desperately came after him with a hatchet. To avoid being killed himself, he had no other choice but to turn on Miss Bell. Damn. Right? That's cutthroat, literally. <laughs> yeah, right? So, so this lady went crazy first. Yeah, Bell was like, oh, I'm gonna kill her with this hatchet. And Packer was like, Fuck, no, you're not, bitch. I'm gonna kill you first. Yeah, so it was Shannon looking at Packer's fucking calves and thighs, but <laughs> buttering them up in her mind. And Packer in his mind is like, Honey, I'm a soldier. Don't mess with me. I'm right. <laughs> so Packer claimed that the rest of the group was already dead at this point with some of their flesh missing when he found them after the fight, which I'm like, what? Like, 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 like you didn't notice she was eating people. Yeah. And I was like, so they just all died. And then you just like casually walked over to the dead bodies after the fight, after he killed the crazy bitch. And you're like, Oh, Shannon's been nibbling. I don't, I don't know if I believe that, but whatever. 
Uh, some accounts even suggest that Bell himself had been cooking the remains of their companions when Packer came across him. Finishing the job that Bell supposedly started, Packer claimed he was forced to eat the meat off the other men rather than starve to death. Later investigations into the matter have been inconclusive as to which of the two men killed the others. A bullet hole was found in a skeleton believed to be, believed to be Miss Bell, um, but it didn't appear to match with Packer's story of how he shot his supposed attacker. Um, but one thing's for certain, Packer partially ate their flesh as he later confessed during his trial. So. It sounds like he was walking around sampling people. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe the first one happened like out of a self-defense situation, but it seems like once it happened, he was just like, well, what does this one taste like? What, yeah, what because is, he was around and like, does this one taste like chicken? Does this one taste like turkey? Right. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Ooh, this. Ooh, pork. <laughs> <laughs> mm, delicioso. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm kind of thinking that, yeah, Packer did the whole thing. Maybe him and Belle were working side by side with it. Maybe that was, like, his lady. And then, bada bang, bada boom, he was like, hey, Belle. I'm hungry. You got some tantalized with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's dinner time. Um, after emerging from the mountains, though, Packer gave his account of the terrible events and was arrested. Even with, or without even a shred of proof that he hadn't killed his companions, he was convicted and imprisoned in the town of Saguacha. According to the legend, his judge reportedly roared in the middle of, like, his trial, Damn you, Alfred Packer! There were seven Democrats in Hinsdale County, and you ate five of them! Damn you, Alfred! (laughs) (laughs) Those were accordingly, quote-unquote, the judge's words. Uh, His chilling tale isn't over just yet, though, as he soon escaped his Colorado cell. We got a damn Dahmer on the loose. Damn. And I was going to say, it's okay about the Democrats, because back then it was flipped, and they were, like, the asshole ones, so. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like he was kind of helping out. Maybe that's why he ate them. Maybe. He was like, y'all bitches are from the South. I'm from the North. We don't play those games up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh- um after a decade after his breakout, Packer was finally located in Wyoming using the alias John Schwartzy. After a retrial in Lake City in June 1886, he was sentenced to 40 years in Canyon City's jail. And if anybody knows about Canyon City's jail, I mean, Canyon City has, like, one of, like, most secure prison penitentiary systems out there. Like, if you go out there, like, that's where I think the Oklahoma City bomber went. Is, is that that, like, heavy-duty one we have out here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't fuck around. I watch, no, I watch I Lock Up. Driving by that shit as a little girl, and I had to go to the bathroom, and it was, like, middle of the night. My dad pulled over, and then he started driving away. Damn. <laughs> that, like, scarred me as a little girl. Uh, nobody nobody yeah. will pick you up because, you, you know, there's signs everywhere not to pick up hitchhikers while you're Yeah, um, it's the middle of the night, and he was telling me the story of this place as we're driving up. And then I was like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. He's like, okay, I'll pull over. I'm like, okay. And I'm, like, already petrified of the dark in the night. <laughs> and I'm out there, and he just hauls off. And I'm like, oh! Damn. <laughs> um, 
So he was sentenced to 40 years in Canyon City Jail. That was after a a death sentence was reverted by Colorado Supreme Court. And then he was paroled in 1901. He then moved to Jefferson County, where he died six years later at the young age of 65. Ironically enough, he became a vegetarian before his death. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I feel like they... Maybe could have taken it easier on this guy. I mean, he was like a kind of a war hero or some shit. Yeah, and what's crazy is actually um, you can't, there is no conviction of cannibalism. So technically, if he would have, if he would have been in court in today's age, he would have gotten slapped like 10 other um, like convictions. But cannibalism isn't like, it isn't a notable one. So if, so you, if you don't. If you don't kill the person, uh, you, you know, you're allowed to eat it then. Eat them because it's technically them. against the law. You know, they're already dead. I just, you know, happened upon this. Yeah, you know, this, you're like, this well, buttered up that. dead person. I walked over and his thighs had butter on them and they were already cooked. And I was like, well, might not let go meat go to waste. You can't <laughs> let it go to waste. Waste not one, though. <laughs> Uh, but this is where, so he actually has a whole legacy about him. And I'm going to jump into the legacy of Mr. Packer. <clears throat> Though he died over a century ago, Packer's puzzling story continues. He himself confirmed that he ate some of his companions' remains, but insisted until the end of his life that he hadn't killed them. Except in the case of Bell. He did accept that. You know, he's like, I killed Bell with a hatchet. But it was like, Mister, Bell was found with a gunshot wound. Did you really kill her with a hatchet? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. I got butter in my eye. Bell hit me in the head. That's why I killed her. <laughs> and then I started hearing Bell. And before I realized <laughs> I was eating the Bell. <laughs> <clears throat> was the Colorado cannibal also the Colorado killer? Story is it? We still don't know. <laughs> Packer was awarded parole largely thanks to the Denver Post editor, Paula Pratt. Her sympathetic stories turned public opinion in his favor by presenting him as a survivor of a harrowing ordeal in which he had been forced to consume the flesh of his unfortunate companions to survive. Which, I mean, honestly, Polly's got a point. That's one of those situations where, like, I mean, if you are trapped in the middle of a snowstorm in the middle of the Rocky Mountains and, like, it's 1800s, no one's going to come rescue you. Yeah. Like, well, you, you don't survive. You're dead. Well, I mean, you know, even more, it didn't, like, some dude, some Brazilian guy eat his whole soccer team or something? Yeah. What happened to him? I think he got, he walked away. Yeah, because, you know, shit happens. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not promoting cannibalism here. I'm just saying, you know, if you're yeah. stranded and people start dropping off, you know, maybe you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, like we're not one to judge because we're never gonna be in that. It's never gonna be the 1800s again. Where who you, know, you almost jinxed yourself? I know. I caught you. I caught you catching it. <laughs> you were about to say that's never gonna happen to us. Right, and then I was like, ooh, no, bite my tongue. Yeah, you don't know. Soccer team didn't know they were going to, they thought they were going to play soccer. Mm-hmm, and then little did they know they ended up as lunch. Yeah, <laughs> shit. Lunch, dinner, breakfast. Um, 
do, 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 do. Ultimately, we may never know if he was a vicious killer or a strong-willed survivor, but the dramatically different retellings of the incident certainly do add to this fascinating appeal. Considering his status as a local legend, it's no surprise that tributes to him are rife. The University of Colorado boasts a cafeteria grill dubbed the Alpha G Packer Memorial Grill. What's more is uh, South Park's Trey Parker attended the university, and then he created Cannibal, the musical, as a student. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Packer's life and several others takes all kinds of poetic license with the subject matter. But one thing is for sure. The story of Packer's life is as incredible as the wildest story could make it. Boom, Alfred Packer. Alfred Packer. I, you know, again, I just shit happens. I guess I don't. I, I feel like we we sound very unremorseful on this one. I mean, I'm gonna like, due to the circumstances, like, <sighs> it's one of those things of like survival, but at the same time. Like if he like went out like if he went out of his way to murder everybody to eat them to survive, then I got a different view on Mr. Packer. But yeah. like if I died and he was like, Well, there's meat, I gotta eat. I mean it, one of two things happened. He was sampling people and this Shannon person was like, Oh no, not me and like came after him. Or this Shannon person was sampling people, and he was like, oh, no, not me, and blasted Shannon in the head. Yeah. So it, if it's the latter, then, yeah, no, no fault to you, Packer. If it's the first one, then, well, that might have been a little out of line, buddy. Well, and then the fact that, like, when he got trialed, you know, he escaped. And he was on the run for 40 years. Yeah, you might as well if you can. So it was one of those things where it's like, ah, I, ah. But again, like, if, I, if I'm if i innocent and in jail, I definitely want to escape. Yeah, but but yeah. you know what? If I'm guilty and in jail, I definitely want to escape. Yeah, it's <laughs> like you can't really dictate that. Yeah, and like I, I've mentioned before in the past on the show, those times where you could just go out and change your name, like, fuck yeah. Go be somebody else. Go be somewhere else. He should have gone further. Seriously, like, why did you stop in Wyoming, sir? Yeah. yeah. Go back east. Right? Like, get out of here. Go back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Which I find it funny that not only was my grandfather, was his band called the Alpacas, and they went out to, um, I think it's called, I think it was, Lake, yeah, Lake City, Colorado to perform for their, like, little county fair. <clears throat> but also that Packer was from Pennsylvania, Allegheny County to be exact. And when I did my Ancestry.com, I like did a whole research into some of my family members. And I found out a lot of my family members are from that area. Huh. So Packer could have been. He could have had some ties to my family. So you could be related to a cannibal. Oh, God. I'm only wearing long pants around you, Missy. <laughs> Not, gonna, <laughs> not buttering up my calves. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe that's why I don't like to eat meat. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Oh. Maybe it's just, it's just too close to home. All right, that's getting more of it on you. 
<laughs> trying to keep this light. Oh, <laughs> uh, failed. Well, that was the uh, the Colorado Cannibal, everybody. Cannibal. Uh, Mr. Chris Little Child. Little Child. Thank, writing that story. Thank you, Mr. Little Child. I hope you're a big child now. I hope you're a big child. I kind of like, like the last name. Though. Chris Little Child. <laughs> just, just Little Child. Little Child. Um... Before we go, uh, again, apologies about the absence in time. I, I think we will be going back to our bi-weekly format for now because um, I'm back to work and working full-time on my house still. Uh, once I actually get done with this crap and make my move to Florida, we can go back to um, the mini-sodes and get the Patreon deal set up that I was talking about. But until then, we're just going to go back to our regular bi-weekly format. And uh, I will be back in two weeks with my episode. Uh, Also, uh, I will be on the Revisited podcast pretty soon. We're in talks right now about what movies we're going to watch and stuff like that. But if you haven't listened to it yet, uh, they they just did Lethal Weapon. It was a fun one. Um, But yeah, make make sure you give it a listen. Davey and Jillian doing a great job. Uh, you can follow them at revisited.pod on the Insta. You can follow us at SP Weird World on the Insta. You can follow me at Greg's Weird World and Anya at Anya Daniela. Shabam shabloom. Uh, until then, uh, anything else, Anya? No, until then, you know, guys, just stay safe out there. Like we said, stay sane if you can. Make sure you're focusing on your mental health. Shit's getting crazy. And yeah. Spread, I love you guys. spread the love. Yeah, especially since we got viewers all over the world. And it's kind of, I mean, the globe is in it right now. The globe is in it. Yeah. And we're also still in the middle of a pandemic, so. Yeah. Love your, love your neighbors. Love the guy across from you, behind you. Love everybody. Yeah, love love birds, love bugs, love everything. I mean, yeah. There's no reason to have that hate spewing in your own body. It's just going to make shit worse. So. Yeah, yeah. And uh, until next time, guys, one more thing. One more thing. Go ahead and keep it weird. Well, I definitely I never knew anything like that in the whole of my life. <laughs> Nice.